0: Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode and today we have a special guest with us. We have Katie Wilkinson, she is a manifestation and mindset coach and today she's going to be talking all about manifestation, following your intuition and not just that but also she's going to share how to deal with imposter syndrome and how to follow your values. So if you're interested in that then definitely keep listening. And one more thing before we start with the interview, I want to remind you that I still have a few spots left for my one-on-one project. coaching program which is designed for women who feel insecure, afraid to take action and just not good enough. So if you can relate to that and if you're a woman who wants to build your confidence and you want to start showing up authentically as yourself, you want to learn how to set boundaries with other people, you want to learn how to deal with your limiting beliefs that are holding you back, then this program is just the right fit for you. So if you're interested in that and if you need guidance, support, accountability and someone to guide you to work through that because i know from experience that dealing with my limiting beliefs was such a long process and since i was going through it by myself it took me years to really uncover and to realize what my limiting beliefs are and how to deal with them in a healthy way and that's why i designed this program that is 12 weeks long so that i can guide you and i can support you through your journey because It's definitely not the easiest journey, especially if you are taking it alone. So if you feel called to work on your confidence and to work on your limiting beliefs, then the link to book your free discovery call is in the show notes. And on that link, you will find all the details about this program. And while you are reading about this program, if you feel like, oh my God, yes, I need this in my life, then click the link that says book a discovery call so that we can talk all about your struggles, your goals, and so that we can figure out if that program is the right fit for you. And if you have any other questions, feel free to contact me. All the links are in the show notes as always. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And now let's get started with the interview. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Laivana podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so uh, to start, feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, so hi,
1: everyone. My name is Katie Wilkinson. I'm a mindset and manifestation coach that specifically helps women and early stage entrepreneurs overcome their limiting beliefs so they can build an abundant business by being authentically themselves. So yeah, that's essentially what I do.
0: Amazing. So how did you get into manifestation coaching and what made you choose manifestation as a niche?
1: Yeah, so my story actually goes back way, way to before I was born when (laughs) I've told this story before, but when my mother was pregnant and I was in her womb, she actually went to motivational seminars. And she said that one day she was watching the person, the motivational speaker and said, oh, I want to be that. And she was like, I swear that was you in my womb and that wasn't me because I've never had that thought ever before. And so. I don't know, like maybe this is just like my calling. <laughs> so I've just always been into it. My parents have very much been into motivational speaking and personal development, always like making me listen to tapes and all that. And my parents have also are both business owners. So it just kind of came naturally. I knew I always wanted to start a business and manifestation kind of comes hand in hand with personal development. It's something that I've been practicing unintentionally for many years and it wasn't until a few years back that I realized oh okay like this is the process that I use I love it so much and not only that but it's so accessible to so many people like as long as you have a mind and you're a human you can access manifestation right it's a universal law just like gravity and I've seen the dramatic impact that it's had in my life and so I realized that you know I really want to do this and help other people access this power they already have within themselves. And so I resigned from my job without a full concrete plan. And I knew I wanted to do some kind of coaching. And I was like, okay, manifestation, that's going to be it. And during that process, one day, I kind of had this download from the universe, which said, Katie, you have a big message to share and you have to share it on the global platform, like the online global stage, right? And so I was like, oh my goodness, like, I don't even know what that message is. Like, I don't know what any of this is, but it kind of felt disrespectful to ignore it, right? It was like this full on urge, this huge nudge from the universe, like it was pushing me off a cliff and I just had to follow. And so I listened to my intuition and I'm here today. So I, it definitely feels like the right decision. And I'm so happy to be on this journey with all my amazing clients and community that I've built an up over The last few months. That's
0: amazing. That's so powerful how you listen to your intuition. So, how did you develop the confidence to start building your own business and to start building your dream life as well?
1: Yeah. So, as I mentioned before, luckily enough, like my parents both have businesses and everyone in my family is a business owner. So, that kind of came to me naturally. It was normal, like, ever since I remember I knew that I wanted to have a business I feel like I'm just one of those people who's not made to be an employee because I'm like way too outspoken I'm a bit stubborn at times but that makes for a good business owner so yeah I kind of always had that confidence to be a business owner but to really like know that this is what I want to do it's again it was just the fact that To be confident enough, it wasn't the business, but it was to be confident enough to follow my own dreams. And to be confident enough to follow my own dreams means to just essentially respect myself. You know, what are my values? If I really want something, it's not about the outcome or it's not about being brave enough to do all these things. It all comes down to, am I brave enough to follow my own heart? Or am I going to disrespect what my intuition and the universe and everything is calling for me to do? And essentially, over time, as I've delved into personal development, I realized that the core of everything, the core of manifestation and living a happy, fulfilled life, Is just essentially being able to follow that path and live authentically and follow your truth. So it wasn't necessarily about having to gain the confidence, but it was just another kind of nudge that I got that was like, okay, Katie, you have to do this. You want to do this. You have to follow it. There's absolutely no denying it. And so it's, yeah, just basically respecting yourself enough to follow and go after what you want. And in like tapping into that and showing up authentically and following your truth, you'll build the confidence because. Whatever your heart wants, it'll always have a way of of working out. You know what I mean? I feel like it's more scary doing something that doesn't align with you. Like I have to then, you know, build the courage and confidence to go after that because it's like I'm faking it. You know what I mean? So that doesn't come naturally. While well, doing my business, like yeah, there have times of being like I'm camera shy or the very first time I recorded my podcast, I was like, oh, I have to build the confidence for that. But overall, when it comes to following my dreams, like. That's what we're all meant to do. And so it should kind of feel right. Like, yeah, you'll have a bit of resistance, imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs, but ultimately like that's the path I am meant to walk and it just makes sense. And so just following that's going to lead you to success, whatever your definition of success is. And you've got to find the path of least resistance and you're going to naturally find the confidence so yeah that's my kind of take on that one
0: yeah I love your perspective that you said that it comes to respecting your values so since you started your own business have you ever experienced imposter syndrome and what helps you to show authentically in your business
1: yeah so I definitely have experienced imposter syndrome I feel like every single person has experienced that it's completely natural and it's just something that happens as we go through life but you know imposter syndrome and that feeling of like who am I to do that I also ask myself like, but who was anyone to do anything? You know, I look at all these amazing people and, you know, we kind of put this wall between us like, oh, this person's special. This person was born like that. Or even you might be listening to my story and being like, oh, but you were born into that. But we are also all born at square one. Like no one was born an amazing coach. Like you all start – you know, without the resources, without the tools, without, you know, the experience essentially. And then you have to build up. So all these amazing people, you think of Tony Robbins and all these successful people, they started with no clients. They started with, you know, no message or anything. And they just decided that I'm going to build this empire. And so now it's like, I see these people and it's really important as well. You know, when we're feeling this, we often feel that when we look at highly successful people. And so when you really want to come back down and escape from that imposter syndrome, that first of all, you've created yourself. And this is when I, how I teach Unlocking Limiting Beliefs is if you've created this belief or you've created this mental um, landscape or whatever it is that you feel uncomfortable with, like an emotion, you also have the same capacity to dismantle that you created it. So you're the only person who can uncreate it. So it's your decision on how you want to change your perception. But ultimately, yeah, look at all these people and then look at their story. Where did they come from? Some of these people were homeless and, you know, came from places that were a lot worse off than many of us are now. And so it's kind of that reminder that well, hell yeah, if they can do it, then I can do it too, you know? And really like, who is anyone to do anything? What differentiates me from any of these people? Ultimately, your worth or, um, you know, your value isn't determined by what you do or what you're born into. It's determined by who you are inside. And we're all born equal, you know? We're all one essentially. And so just having that reminder definitely helps me get through it. I feel like I haven't had imposter syndrome on a large scale, It was more on like, you know, I'm scared to record a podcast or I'm scared to go live and that type of thing, which kind of linked to imposter syndrome. But actually, before I started coaching kind of as a child or teenager, I did see um, motivational speakers and, you know, coaches and these type of people as you know, not achievable for me because I didn't kind of fit that mold. Like I'm a, I'm the shortest person ever. I'm like five foot tall. I'm like part Asian. I'm all these things. Like you see the generic like tall white woman or, or white man just like on the stage, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, oh, well, I don't like look like that. I don't fit into that mold. So like I can't do that. You know what I mean? But you really need to break it down and the thing I teach in manifestation is finding expanders, finding role models. So find those people who are doing what you want to do, but look like you. And the very first program that I enrolled in, it was a manifestation course. And the girl was like young, just like me. Cause that was another thing. They were all like older people. So I'm like, who am I at like age 20 to start coaching or to be a motivational speaker? Like people just going to think I'm some naive little girl, like what she's talking about. You know, that's the dialogue I had in my own head. But the very first coach i you know, enrolled in the course I enrolled in, she was, you know, a small Asian girl, just like me, who was also young. And I was like, Oh, like this girl really inspires me. And and I feel like that's the reason I felt called to enroll in the course. Like, yes, I learned about manifestation, but she really acted as an expander. When I saw her doing what she did and teaching, making online courses, I was like, damn, I can do that too. I mean, look at her. Like, she's doing this, and I'm so similar. Like, we even lived in the same city, and I'm like, hell yeah, I can do this. And so, again, with imposter syndrome, finding that bits of relatability. Because so I feel like with imposter syndrome, your keyword impos- imposter, you feel like you don't fit in, you feel like you don't belong, you feel like you're outcast. So, find ways to find those similarities, whether it be in their past or, you know, search elsewhere because I know when you first go into kind of a market or you you know find a, a hobby that the main people you know they're going to be the stereotypical fit the mold you know the tall white person old person whatever um, but like kind of delving a bit deeper and finding they're still experts but they don't kind of fit into that stereotypical mold and that will start to shift your mind and realize oh okay you know I'm not really an imposter when I compare myself to this person and yeah, that really expands your mind. Also, in a neural, you know, neurological sense, um, really helps you overcome that imposter syndrome. So yeah, that's my take on that one.
0: I love that idea of having expanders. It definitely keeps you motivated and shows you what's possible. Yeah. So I saw that on Instagram and now in this episode, you have talked about intuition. So how would you define intuition and how do you know if what you're doing is in alignment with your intuition?
1: Yes. So I love that. I believe that we're all born connected with our intuition and essentially Intuition is kind of what I call like a universal nudge. It's like that feeling, like that urge. You're feeling like, again, when I said like pushed off the cliff, like maybe not fully off the cliff, but someone's like pushing you. You know, when someone's like trying to get, you know, you're trying to get you out of the way and they're just like, you know, nudge your shoulder a little bit and they're like, Hey, move yourself! You know, it's kind of that little thing. You're like, oh, okay. You know, I should move here, or something's calling me to do here. It's kind of like these pulls as well, like an energetic pull. It's like as if someone had like a tie, and they're like literally like yanking you along. It's like you need to go here. You know what I mean? And we've all had this previously, especially as children. Like we are so connected to our intuition, but often, you know, through society and parents taught us you know, just ignore that because it doesn't make sense. And that's the one thing with intuition and why a lot of people are disconnected with it because it's illogical, right? But to me, how to listen to intuition and how to know and how to get connected with all that is essentially your intuition is connected with your inner values. As I said before, we have these unique set of values for a reason. And I like to call our values our inner compass. So this is really the core of everything. This is the core of our intuition. Our intuition is calling us to do something because it aligns also with our values. And so think about it. We wouldn't have this set of values if they were there to be broken, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, this is our true inner compass. And how do we know how to trust our intuition and how to go for our intuition is just, first of all, when I feel this nudge, I feel called to do something, does it align with my values? Okay, yes. Or does not doing that not align with my values, right? So for example, I feel called to do this thing or embark on this journey or do this project is saying no, then disrespecting yourself? Because there's two sides of the spectrum, right? Yes, maybe you are fearful and you don't want to say yes, but is that respecting your own intuition, your own heart and your own values, right? So for example, your value system might be you know, to, to respect yourself. I mean, everyone's value should be to respect yourself. And so therefore, if you're feeling this feeling and you're not saying yes to it and you're closing it off, That's just disrespectful. So, that's how I know as well. It's like, does this align? Which way do I have to, you know, what decision do I have to make based on my values? Should I say yes and should I say no? And there's the only right answer lies within you. I mean, you can get, you you can ask other people, you can even ask your spiritual tools like your oracle cards, but ultimately, you know that feeling. And we've all had that gut feeling before, right? It's just like this irresistible urge. It's just like telling us, like, we know intrinsically already and then you know, does that align with my values? And that's the answer
0: that you should go for. I definitely agree with that, that all answers are within. Uh, What I noticed is that oftentimes people, when they set goals, when they start manifesting things, they sometimes think that their goal is just too big and it's crazy to manifest it. So what would you say, have you ever thought that your goals were impossible to manifest? And what do you do when those limiting beliefs start showing up?
1: Yeah, so that's a really common one. I feel like when some people start with manifestation they realize that oh it's like I can place an order in with the universe like that's what I like to call it and they're like oh so I can get anything I want it's like Aladdin with like the genie and it's like making his wish and it's like let me go for the big stuff yeah but it's kind of like okay calm down because yes in manifestation I do agree that you can have absolutely whatever, like it is limitless. And that's one of the words I live by is limitless. I want to live in a state where I understand that everything I want is available to me and I can always have more. There's more than enough to go around. Right. But yeah, for me, I never really manif- tried to manifest something that I t- truly intrinsically didn't believe was possible. You know, if I didn't believe it was possible, I wouldn't have it as a goal in the first place. So that's the kind of thing for me, like, it wouldn't make sense for me to try and manifest something if I like deep down didn't think it was possible because it was too big. But the thing I say with people is, you know, you're trying to try and manifest a house or something really huge Just first of all, when you're starting out, try something small because these big things are going to take a long time, right? There's a lot of inner work. There's a lot of limiting beliefs that you have to move through. And so you're going to get really dissatisfied and discouraged when it's like been six months and you haven't manifested it. But it's like, it took me like five years or more to manifest my dream home. And so when you're starting out, right, you got to build that momentum. You got to build your confidence and build your experience. It's like a muscle, like anything else with manifestation. Are you going to go into the gym and like go for like a hundred kilos straight at once like no you're gonna just break a bone or you're gonna like get discouraged you can't even lift it off the ground right so it's the same with manifestation it's like you want to go in and just like ease yourself into it so I say do what is called a micro manifestation so maybe manifest a coffee or a free gift or like a hundred dollars randomly or like small things that like you feel confident like oh no biggie I could manifest that easy doesn't matter right and so you have also no attachment to it because that's the one big thing of manifestation if you have all these ties and attachments and limiting beliefs and past work and there's all this kind of confusing confuffle in your mind about it then that's going to inhibit your manifestation and so just picking something super small like you wouldn't care if you manifested. A free coffee or not, right? And so all resistance gone. When you then achieve that, it's kind of like, ooh, a little win, right? It like even when I manifest small things, it's really exciting. So you build that momentum, and okay, okay, I can apply the same thing now for something a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then you kind of get to that stage where you're manifesting big things like a house or a car or you know first class flights or a private jet. I don't know, whatever it is that's really huge, but. I wouldn't go in straight away going for the huge thing, right? Because just like the weights in the gym, it's just not going to work out or it might, but it's very rare for a lot of people. And it takes a lot of patience, practice and work. And you're going to get discouraged if you're not seeing results fast. You know, everyone just wants to see the results fast, right? And so manifest something small, still a result and you're still going to get excited about it. But yeah, also working on your limiting beliefs and realizing that anything you want is possible, but also why do you want that? And why do you believe it's not possible for you? Like, why do you see that as too big? So this is where expanders come in and kind of what I talked about with imposter syndrome as well. It's like find those people who have achieved that. So once you've kind of done that and done all the small things and you're now manifesting that the big thing, the first thing I do is show yourself why it is possible right? So give evidence for why you can. And the biggest piece of evidence you could give yourself is finding people who have achieved that same thing, but people who even are similar to you. So for example, it's like, oh, I want to buy a $1 million home, right? It's the big manifestation, but it's like, You know, all these people who have $1 million homes, oh, but they were born rich. And I was like maybe born into, you know, a poor family or not well-off family. And they were, you know, given a big inheritance or the parents bought it for them or something like this. So you feel like, oh, but yes, someone achieved that, but it's not through how I would, or I'm not applicable in this circumstance. And so you really need to find someone who did it in the way that you did it or who came from the same you know, kind of circumstances you, especially when it comes to big things, right? Because it's like, oh, well, they're born a billionaire. Like, of course, they would get all these things, you know, easily. And so really finding like, oh, like maybe find that person if, you know, they immigrated here and they had to work really hard and they learn a new language and do all these things. Like my own mother, she moved to Australia when she was 24 and she was negative, you know, she was $20,000 in debt, right? But she worked really hard and she manifested unintentionally. And now she's like a self-made multimillionaire. And so it really goes to show, right, you know, there are people who have achieved whatever you want in any circumstance, but find that person to give you evidence. And to me, she's one of my biggest expanders, because I'm like, if she could do that, like anything is possible. I mean, people who are even born in first world countries sometimes don't even achieve that. And so really find those people who it's like, wow, they inspire me so much. And also find what do they do? How do they live their life? What, what kind of mindset do they have? And just really understanding, you know, that anything you want is possible and can apply to you. And yes, it's like making a wish. But I also like to say that it's important that when you're manifesting, how do you know if you're picking the right thing? It's to ensure that you feel like, you can manifest it like it's comfortable, but it's also a little bit out of your comfort zone as well. You don't want to be manifesting something that's too comfortable because it's not going to be really testing you, right? But you also want it to be, um, you know, a little bit comfortable, a little bit feel like it's achievable because otherwise you're going to get discouraged and it's just not going to work. It's kind of out fully out of your limitations, right? You have too much work to do. Every single time you manifest something I up level, just like with the weights, you go from like one kilo to five kilo, you keep going up and up and up, you go up in increments. And so you need to have that stage, like same with the weights where it's like, you know, it's I can lift this, but it's still a little bit difficult. That's the kind of notion that you need to apply to manifestation. It's like just outside your boundary and that's like the perfect thing and the perfect thing to choose when you know um, you are manifesting and that it's going to work well for you.
0: That makes so much sense. And I love how you compared it to gym and to weights. Yeah. So from your experience, since uh, you work with people as a manifestation coach, what would you say, what are the most common ways that people sabotage themselves and how to overcome that?
1: Yes, I love this. So I actually have a whole podcast episode on manifestation mistakes you might be making, but a few common ones, I think one of the biggest ones is not letting go of the how, right? So it's all like, it has to work in this certain way. And first of all, actually, I realized I didn't even give like a brief description of what manifestation is. So I might do that now for anyone who's listening and doesn't know um, what manifestation is. It's like the energy you put out is the energy you receive back. So when you, you know, the universe is a mirror, essentially, like it reflects back to your internal state. And so if you believe something, you can receive it. Um, And so when it comes to manifestation, sorry, what was the question again?
0: What are some ways that uh, people
1: sabotage themselves? Oh, yes. So, yeah, when it comes to manifestation, people kind of think, you know, I believe I receive, but then they kind of forget that, yes, you have to take action, but they get too caught up in like, it has to happen in this certain way. And I do this step and it's like a domino effect, which yes, it is. But people also need to realize that there are infinite ways that one, you can achieve one outcome. Right, so it's like there are so many ways, and when you're getting caught up in it, it has to happen in this certain way, you're sabotaging because maybe that's not the way it's going to come into your life. You know, for example, people want to manifest money, and it's like, okay, I want to manifest one thousand dollars, but you might be focusing and manifesting I want one thousand dollars from my boss, he's going to give me a $1,000 bonus. But then because you're so like, I like to say you've got blinders on, it's like a horse, like you want to cut off their peripheral vision. So they don't see what's around and you're doing the same. It's like, you're not seeing all the possibilities. You're not seeing all the opportunities. So all of a sudden you've created unhealthy obsession, this kind of tunnel vision of it has to happen like this and all of a sudden you miss all these amazing opportunities and all these amazing doorways and so maybe then you don't manifest because you're too focused right there's always a way where you can get like too addicted and too focused and so the thing is to really zoom out and say I what is the actual outcome that I want okay I just want the $1,000 so I'm putting out there into the universe I want to get $1,000 but it can happen anyway I don't care and so the um, the kind of technique or the activity I like to give my clients is I want you to write down as many ways as you can think of that this could come true. So for example, money, it's a huge one. Like you could get a bonus. Yeah. You could get a pay rise. You could get a gift from someone. You could get donated it. You could make it through your business from freelance. You get a random check in the mail. You could get a deposit. You could get a refund. Like there are so many, like even more than that. And even with the universe manifestation, the universe infinite, right? And so therefore possibilities are infinite. It's really hard for a lot of people because the thing is our minds are finite. We can't think of every literal way or possibility that things could come to fruition. And so it's really difficult because it's like, well, how could I get a car? Like obviously I have to go to the car sales place and I have to purchase the car. But it's like, but what if all of a sudden you just like want a car? Like that that could happen. Your friend could like, say, you know what, I'm selling my car. Do you want it at like a really discounted rate? You know what I mean? And so really understanding that maybe I'm sabotaging because I'm focused too much on it has to happen in this certain way and just like closing myself off to other opportunities. But the second way as well is self-sabotaging through excuses and just not taking action. Like the biggest thing for manifestation is that yes, you have to trust and yes, things are going to come to you. Yes, you're going to attract and become magnetic, but you have to do the work. Like for example, I can't just keep saying to the universe, I want a successful business. I want a successful business. And it's like, I'm still at my day job and I haven't actually launched anything. And I don't even have a website. It's like how, you know, there comes to a point where it's like, you also are co-creating with the universe. And so you have to do the, you know, do the work. You have to make take action but the biggest thing is people some you know that most people know they have to take action yet they're not taking action because of the excuses that they come up with which is you know part of the root cause is limiting beliefs. so things like oh but I can't like launch my business because I don't have a website or I can't go live because I can't talk on live or I can't record a podcast like I'm bad at speaking and all of these things like you know, I know a lot of of us say these, but they 're not actually true right it's like yeah you, you might not currently be good at public speaking, but that 's not an excuse for trying and getting better. I truly believe if you want to be good at something you can it's just practice right some of us are born some a little bit you know naturally talented like we do something and you know it's easy for us but if you really want to be good at something you can be good at it you just have to be dedicated and go after it again and again and again and so what people don't realize is their limit the biggest limitation is themselves they're sabotaging their manifestation because they're saying i can't i can't do this i can't do that i i want my dream right but everything that i have to do to get to my dream i can't do it right? For example, you want a business, but you're saying, oh, but I can't, I don't know IT, so I can't make a website. And then I don't know what product I want to sell because I'm indecisive. I can't even pick a niche. And then they're like, oh, but I can't even go live and I can't do Instagram. It's like, well, all these excuses, which you are in control of whether you want to do them or whether you can or can't of course, you're not going to achieve your goal of having a successful business. If you're not putting yourself out there, you're not trying. So it's really understanding like, you know, your excuses, just notice because we say all these excuses all the time. And I like to say there are no rules but your own, right? You decide the rules, the universe plays by your rules. So what you believe to be true or false or real or not, it's, fully up to you and the universe is going to give you that if you feel like you're not worthy of love the universe is going to give you that if you feel like you're not going to be a successful business owner the universe is going to give you that so really understanding What am I making up? What is that story? What is that dialogue? And is that conducive of the life I'm trying to create? Is that in alignment with my manifestation or is it actually inhibiting me and then doing the deep inner work and understanding and rewriting that dialogue so it actually matches what you are trying
0: to call in? So uh, what would you say, how has uh, spirituality helped you to build the business that you love?
1: Yeah, so I feel like without spirituality, I probably wouldn't be here today. So yeah, like six months into my business, I feel like it's just grown exponentially and such a crazy, you know, experience. And I'm so grateful for it. But spirituality is at the core of what I do. And especially, you know, talking about intuition, everything that I do comes from a place of spirituality. It comes from a place of authenticity, from the courses I create. You know, I am not that person who sits down in my office chair, okay, ready to go. I'm going to generate all my ideas i'm going to create a course right now it's like that does not work for me i cannot like function like that it's like i wake up at like 3 a.m in the morning and i have an idea and i journal it out and then okay here's a podcast episode and here's a download from the universe and I feel like why, you know, I've gotten this success so fast or how I've been able to create what I create and how it's been able to be easy. Because I truly think that my business journey has been so incredibly easy and satisfying and just so enjoyable is because I just receive messages and then I execute them. You know, it's not, yes, I have a plan and I have my systems and my strategy. Like, of course, that's so important. With spirituality, it's both, right? There's masculine and feminine energy and that's part of it. Like the masculine is part of that. And most importantly, a lot of people ignore that feminine flow of just going with the flow, what comes to you. And then you, you know, you put that out there into the universe. And so with my business, it's like, whatever comes, I act upon that straight away. Right. So with all my courses, it's like, I've had this intuitive hit, right. I talk about intuition. I write it in my journal and all of a sudden I create an outline and then this is it. And it'll take me a week to create and I'll do it and done. You know, it's like, it just creates such ease and flow in my business because I am just going off my intuition. I'm just going off the universe. And I feel like that's why, you know, I trust so much is because remember in the very beginning, I said, Katie, you have a message to share. Like that's what the universe was telling me. And so I'm using the universe, like asking, okay, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to show up? How do you want me to serve my clients? It's just, I'm always receiving that feedback from the universe because i am tapped into my own spirituality. So therefore I'm tapped into my intuition and I can receive these messages constantly. But not only that, I'm also, you know, using a lot of tools. So I use my Oracle cards, which I love. And so I pick one every day. And I also ask you for guidance. I use things like my pendulum and essential oils and meditation as well. Like the main thing with spirituality is that I do less in my business, yet I attract more. You know, that's how I feel like spirituality has really changed my business and has an impact on my business because I'm not forcing things. Right? It's not like working so hard, like the masculine way of being like, the more I work, the more money I make. Like, it's the opposite for spirituality. The more connected I am, the more I release, the more I surrender, the more I flow, the more I trust in the process, the easier it becomes, and the more I attract into my life. And so, Without spirituality, I don't know how I'd run my business because it just is so flowy. It's so beautiful. I wake up, I receive messages, I execute them, I go live. Whatever I'm channeling from, you know, source, spirit universe, whatever you like to call it, it just, you know, I take that and I run with it. And that's the main thing because with spirituality, people like, oh, but you know, how do you know? And all this stuff, but it's like, you're already receiving these messages, right? It's just up to you to execute it. It's people think that they're not receiving these divine downloads or these messages, but it's like, you always are. I like to call them whispers, right? It's like whispers from the universe. If someone's screaming and shouting, you're not going to hear the little whispers, right? So the screaming and shouting is a noise, a noise of the external world. I mean, even like if you think about it physically, like the noise of the music and the noise of, you know, the phones and TVs, but also like just the noise of stimuli. Like from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, it's like stimuli, stimuli, stimuli all the time, mental noise as well. So if we just quieten all that noise for a second, we start to hear the messages It's not like you have to go find them they're already there it's not like you have to connect more like you connect when you step back from the stimuli right it's already you don't have to do anything but remove yourself from the mess you've already created and so that's how you tap into spirituality right a lot of people think oh you have to be some kind of unicorn or some kind of witch or something to like have it easy and have the spiritual journey and have a business where it's easy just like mine it's like no I actually was born not a very spiritual person. Like my parents both weren't that spiritual, but I kind of tapped into that and realized like through this beautiful spiritual flow, it allowed me to just harness that energy and, and attract more. And as I said, you know, I receive more while doing less. So spirituality is so important to me and it really drives like my whole business.
0: Yeah, I listened to your podcast episode where you shared how you created a course in such a short time which was really inspiring. So, you have many ideas throughout the day and how do you know which ones to follow? Which is the right idea to follow?
1: Yes, at the beginning of my business, I definitely had like so many ideas like it influx all the time and so I had my journal on me all of the time and that's just like my whole entire like just dump brain dump on my journal I just write them all down but usually yeah it's just like again it's intuition like it's instinctively like I know it's usually not like I receive so many at once where it's like I don't know which one to choose but it's like you know even if I receive a message a day like that's a message a day I can post on my Instagram I kind of also know where it kind of goes like okay no this is a an idea for a course and this is something I can share on my podcast. And this is something. So there's so many platforms, so many avenues. You know, it's rare that I get overwhelmed. Sometimes it is like I'm buzzing with so many ideas. Right now it seems to be a little bit quiet, actually, which is interesting. Cause I kind of am like, oh, like what's what's next? You know, what's, you know, the universe trying to tell me. But Yeah, I mean, for me, having an overflow of ideas is a good problem to have because, you know, you have a bank of all these things that when maybe it is kind of dry or you're in an idea drought, then you can always fall back on that. But, you know, if you have so many ideas, like, yeah, just pick one ultimately, you know you can having more ideas is always better than not having any at all. So, but normally you just, yeah, know which ones to go for and which ones just, again, feel more aligned, feel like your audience needs, feel aligned with your values. Like, when you do this work more often you just kind of realize like what is meant to be shared and why this idea is there like it's not just an idea it's like kind of has its own entity like has its own energy it's like there's this idea it's meant to be shared with these people at this time and it's you know it comes with all these like instructions kind of and it's not like a fully like a manual but like it comes with kind of like this beautiful energy of like I know who to speak this to. I know what platform to put it on. I, I just, I just know, you know. So, and also journaling on it more. Like you got to expand on your ideas. Like it just might be a little, a little kind of like prickle of an idea in my head. But once I just start writing on it, just like comes to fruition. Like comes to life, and that makes sense to me. Like if I, I have to journal on it, otherwise it just. Like I have to really mull over the process and contemplate and and really ruminate and through journaling. That's, again, where the idea comes to life and like forms more, it like solidifies into like a proper thing. And then that's when I understand, oh, exactly what time and place and where it has to go out. So that's, again, my process. I feel like everyone has a different way of processing their ideas. So it might be talking. It might be, you know, what kind of learner are you? integrate that it might be you know listening to something to integrate like meditating on it and just whatever you find helps solidify your ideas you gotta just tap into that process
0: that's a great advice and uh, you mentioned journaling you also mentioned meditation oracle cards so what would you say what are some of your favorite spiritual practices that make you feel empowered and motivated in your business and in your life in general
1: yes i have so many i actually recently set up what i like to call a spiritual altar in my office. So it's just like a console table, but I put like all my crystals and Oracle cards and balms and essential oils all in one place. So it just like has this beautiful divine energy emanating from it makes me feel so calm but it's also kind of like my spiritual toolkit like I could just walk there it's like what do I need today like what what do I need to pick from that place and I might like have a theme you know like calm so I'll pick a crystal for calm and an oil for calm and I'll pick an oracle card will be like you know my theme for the day I mean even now I just have like my communication crystals on the table so I can communicate my message but Oh, I have so many spiritual practices and a lot of the time people think like it has to be an actual practice, like a physical thing of like, get your sage and sage yourself. But like, even to me, listening to your intuition is a spiritual practice. Like it's a muscle. And that one was probably my favorite one. Like listening to intuition, being present in the moment. And this can be through meditating. Like I've been really into meditation, but lately I've kind of realized that, you know, I don't need to meditate to. Go into that feeling like meditation is just a gateway. You know, that's not the end goal. A lot of people see meditation, that's that's a goal, that's a result. But the result is just to feel connected, to feel calm, to feel, you know, whatever you want to feel. And meditation is the gateway to that. And so I can actually bypass meditating altogether and I could just sit even with my eyes open, just, you know, looking outside and feeling that feeling the same as if I were to have a really transformative meditation session. And so, you know, I love my spiritual practices and I love my spiritual tools as well, but a lot of people can also get caught up in like, oh, what do I need? You know, I need all these things and I, you know, need to have all these practices, but remember it's, it's just there to enhance your own ability. It's just there to act as a portal, as a gateway, as something to, you know, help you but you don't need it like with manifestation that's why I love so much you literally don't need anything like you can you can just have your own brain and your own imagination and visualize and work through that I like to say like I have to have my journal and my pen with me. Otherwise I'll go insane. And if I can't write other things, things down, that might be a spiritual practice too. Cause it's very like in the way I do it and with my scripting. Um, but really recognize, like, don't get too caught up in like, what is the routine I have to do? Like following this girl because she, you know she's maybe so successful or, you know, I, she's my expander so therefore I need to follow it, but that's what works for them and really finding out, you know, yes, incorporate whatever you want, but also remember don't get too caught up in in the act itself, in the thing itself, and like the object or the crystal. But yeah, so intuition would be my favorite one. Meditating, journaling, um, oracle cards. I love like I pick an oracle card every single day. If I have a question, like I'll even ask, you know, the oracle cards, you know, what do I need to do to show up for my audience? What do I need to do to start this program? Like, what is it that you're calling me to do? Just getting that guidance, pulling the card. Crystals also help. Sometimes I'll just like pick one and then I'll look up the meaning and I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm really feeling this energy or, you know, I know kind of which ones are for which. So I'll just pick which ones I need. Like if I'm recording a podcast, I'll have my communication crystals. I also like essential oils too. So I use essential oils in a way to kind of induce certain states. So there's different scents, right, for different ones. And I have have like the rollers and the mists. And so they also have like names on them because I bought certain like mixes from certain companies. But I'll use them to... Like relate to a certain state of being. So you know your senses can create memories and can like induce a certain state. So if I want to feel like focused, I've got a focused scent. I will use that essential oil to every time I want to sit down and start my work day. And so now it's kind of I've conditioned myself like when I smell that, this is time to work. And when I smell this other beautiful lavender calm one it's time to sleep and so I use essential oils in a way to like remind my brain okay this is for this time and so when I smell it it's like a reminder this is like the state I need to be in right now so that's how I use essential oils and mist that's how I really like to use them I have balms as well saging's good incense yeah but I think again the main ones are like the, the, the transformation that you get through using the practice, it's not the practice itself. Cause some things don't like some people are like, Oh, a crystal is just like a rock to me. And it's like, well, then it's just a rock to you. Like it's not going to transform if you don't feel the transformation. So you don't need to go out and buy anything. You don't need to like practice anything. It's again, what you feel after and during the process. It's most important. You could make up your own spiritual practice. I don't know, like whatever you want, but ultimately it's the feeling, same with manifestation techniques Practice all the techniques you want, but if you're not feeling anything, if you're not feeling the change, feeling the shift, it's not going to do anything for you. And so just really identifying what practice, what things do I do that make me feel good, that's the right practice for me. So that would be my tip for that one.
0: I love that. Different things work for different people. So, And uh, you mentioned the crystals for communication. Which crystal do you use for that? So right now I have
1: Appetite, Blue Kyanite and uh, sodalite. Sodalite, I don't know how to pronounce that one. <laughs> but yeah, any blue crystals are really good for throat chakra and communication. Oh, and also Blue Lace Agate as well. I have a big one on my desk.
0: Do you have some exciting projects that you're working on right now? What are you currently working on? Yeah, so right now
1: I just released my brand new free masterclass which is how to manifest successfully in four easy steps I'm super excited to be launching this one because I often again get the question what's the method you use like what exactly do you use and like this is the method that I've created after years and years and years of trialing and erroring manifestation seeing what works it's like I've got this four-step system I make sure it's like you know I tick things off a checklist. I know once I've followed these, my manifestation should come to fruition. So that's an exciting one that I just launched. I'm also filling up spaces for my one-on-one abundant business academy, which is so good. Um, so it's my mentorship where, um, yeah, just helping people, amazing women around the globe, um, create their business and scale their business and do it through something that they really love. Um, Yeah, other than that, I am currently working on creating another manifestation course, which will essentially be like everything in manifestation packed into an amazing course, like the 12 laws of the universe and my method and everything you need to know. But that is currently in the works and will take a bit of, time since it has a lot in there but yeah it's currently what's going
0: on in my own business that's exciting and uh, lastly I have a few rapid fire questions for you awesome let's go (laughs) so first what's your zodiac sign I'm a Leo Uh,
1: what's your favorite crystal it's really hard I like appetite but also like apophyllite and selenite and (laughs) all of them maybe
0: appetite I've had to choose yeah I saw your collection you have quite a collection (laughs) (laughs) yeah too many Uh, what's your favorite
1: place you've traveled to that one's also hard I can't pick maybe Dubai or Singapore (laughs) those are my top two places
0: and uh, what does your dream life look like it looks like luxury
1: travel abundance making a big impact and connecting with like-minded people just like you awesome love that and uh, where can our listeners find you online yes I also have my own podcast which is called abundant attraction you can just search that in to any podcast app and I'm also really active on Instagram so my handle is at katie.wilkinson with two n's at the end and
0: my website's also just katiewilkinson.com.au so yeah great so I'll leave all the links in the show notes and thank you so much Katie for joining me today it was so much fun
1: thank you so much for having me I loved today's episode and I absolutely loved the questions that you today.
0: And that is all for this episode. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us today and thank you guys for listening to this episode. As always, if you enjoyed it, take a screenshot and share it over on Instagram. Tag me at laivana underscore and also tag Katie and share with us what was your biggest takeaway from this episode. We would love to hear from you. And once again, if you want to join my one-on-one coaching program for building your confidence and building the unstoppable version of your yourself, then go to the link in the show notes and book your free discovery call. Thank you so much once again for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!